again, everybody, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. My name is Keith, and this is episode 10. Well, folks, I am still alive. I know I did a quick uh, quick podcast from my car a couple weeks ago, but COVID, oh my goodness. I tested positive, let's see, on a Thursday, had the headache and the body aches, tested positive two days later, and I continued to test positive for quite some time. And we're going on, I think I'm coming up almost on a month since my symptoms started. And I, uh, man, just a couple, three days ago, got rid of that annoying COVID headache but I tell you what, I lasted the first two and a half years of this with everybody running around with COVID. And of course, I have to catch it on the back end, but that's a completely different story. But I am much better. So this episode is going to be kind of a grab bag. Um, I have to dip into some of the things going on in the world, the political situations that I think are going to continue to drive, especially the, the high cost of energy. And as we come coming into winter, the Winter in Europe and, well, the winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Let's just, let's just keep it very simple. So I'm, uh, let's see, price of gas. Uh, so the price of gas has continued to drop here in Central Virginia. We're looking at like 235 239 a gallon. So we're doing okay. But then I think I mentioned the last podcast or a podcast before, it shouldn't be this high to begin with. So it's kind of like, well, at least it's not $5 a gallon. Well, that's nice, but it shouldn't be $340 or, or, or 350 anyway. All right, let me read this headline here. I was um, talking about uh, with some friends the other day about uh, the embargo that's coming up uh, against Russia and Ukraine, and everybody talks about you know fertilizer not getting out, not, grain not getting out. But what fa- people have failed to realize is a lot of European countries continue uh, to purchase uh, fuel, fuel oil from uh, this, the Soviet Union, <laughs> from Russia. Um, and in a, a month or what, about a month or so ago, Russia said, yeah, we'll sell you all you want, but it has to be in rubles so they can go ahead and, uh, you know, and spend it, you know, internally, spend it domestically as opposed to getting it in, uh, in euros or U.S. dollars. All right, so... Um, Yellen, who she used to be the head of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen here in the U.S., and I don't know, she has some role in the, in the current, the current uh, administration. But she says, um, this winter, the EU will cease, for the most part, buying Russian oil, she said. And in addition, they will ban the provision of services that enable Russia to ship oil by tanker. So it's possible here in the United States we could see a spike in oil prices. Somebody help me out here. For the most part, the EU will quit buying Russian oil. Well, who in the EU is still buying Russian oil and why? Are they not on board with the sanctions? If they're not, they're not. But let's just find out who these people are. And in addition, they will ban the provision of services that enable Russia to ship oil by tanker. That just seems that just seems kind of weird to me. But I know, you know, we talk about sanctions and you know, cutting off the, the cutting off Russia and, you know, kind of strangling them embargoes and stuff like that. But not everybody has been on board. You know, um, China, Iran, Iraq, all those other countries, they can still step in and, and sell what they want and buy what they want. And nobody's really going to do much about it. 
All right, let's talk about uh, natural gas. So Norway, which I did not know, Norway is the largest exporter of natural gas in Europe. And the prime minister said capping prices in Europe will not solve the energy crisis. Well, there's a newsflash, Captain Obvious. If you cap the price of something, I'm not sure how, why would you think that would solve the energy crisis? So gas here is $3.50 a gallon. So if someone said gas can no longer be more expensive than $3.50 a gallon, that doesn't really help. I know we talk about supply and demand, so the lower the price, potentially, depending on what time of year, demand could increase. So if there's, if there's no demand or demand drops, so does the price, because they're like, oh, people aren't buying our gas, let's keep lowering the price so they start buying our gas. And then when the demand is tremendous, then we're going to jack up the prices. Seems kind of weird. All right. Uh, the United States, the world's top natural gas producer, which I didn't know, we want to send more LNG, liquefied natural gas, to Europe to help our allies, or at least, or at least who we think are allies, that are participating in the sanctions of the embargo of, of Russian gas. U.S. exports are limited by our ability to liquefy our natural gas, um, Freeport's LNG plant, the second, biz, the second biggest um, liquefied natural gas facility in the United States, was hit by fire in June and is still offline. You know, so put on your, your tinfoil hats, your conspiracy theorists, and people say, oh, it's, you know, it, it, it was, it was, the fire was set purposely, it was arson to help drive up the prices. Uh, okay, anyway. Russia, once Europe's biggest gas supplier, has already cut exports to various, for various reasons, including the shutdown of pipelines near battle zones in Ukraine um, and disputes with customers re refusing to pay gas in rubles. So there was the pipeline. Apparently, um, the price of fuel oil uh, as Germany gets ready for the winter has actually gone through the roof. And so that's what... Um, what a lot of these countries in the EU are going to be dealing with. So let's bring it back and let's talk about how that might fit into the big picture. So I'm a firm believer that, you know, tomorrow we're not going to have the food, the food shortages. Tomorrow, next week, next month, I really don't think that you're going to see food disappearing from the grocery stores here in the United States. I think prices are slowly going to creep up, and with the economy ready for a, a complete nosedive into a full recession, we're already there, but why, you know, why are we stopping now? Let's just keep going. I think, especially when the winter months, you know, there's no summer jobs, you know, the temporary jobs people have in the summer, the seasonal jobs, a lot of those are going to dry up, with the exception of, you know, Florida, Texas, you know, out in the, the southwest, where, you know, even in the winter time. You know, the, the weather is very temperate, and, you know, they can still grow crops and do that kind of stuff. They're still, in with, still dealing with droughts and wildfires. That's a whole different story. So what I think, I think you're going to see prices continue to rise, and gas prices, along with, you know, natural gas, propane here in the United States, a lot of people, you know, have natural gas, you know, or propane, you know, you know um, on-demand hot water heaters, uh, stoves, ovens, uh, fireplaces. A lot of people don't burn wood. They'll burn, 
you know, they'll burn propane uh, or natural gas to help supplement the heat in their homes. So I, I think that's going to, the prices of the things are going to continue to rise. Now, whether it's for a real reason or whether it's artificially inflated, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows for sure. Okay, switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about um, what I would call situational awareness. I know we're jumping from the price of natural gas to situational awareness. I define situ, situ it's a word, situational awareness as the ability to know what's going on or at least to have an idea of what's going on in your immediate surroundings. People in restaurants, you know, they're, they get into a conversation. They're not really sure what's going on. I'm retired law enforcement. So to a certain extent, even though after I've retired, I still maintain a certain level of situational awareness. Now, not certainly to the extent I would have if I was on duty in uniform, you know, at a restaurant, you know, my dinner break, you know, that sort of thing. You know, you sit with your you know, facing the doorway, you know, you're back against the back of the booth or the wall or, or whatever. That's just good officer safety. So I think it's important still for everybody to have some sense of your of awareness, some sense of your surroundings. You know, you're walking down the street, you know, and here comes somebody that just doesn't look right. And I'm not stereotyping. I'm not, you know, anything like that. But you know, just that when you see somebody, regardless of the race, color, creed, religion, what they're wearing, what not they're wearing, sometimes you just get a bad vibe from somebody. That's what I call situational awareness. You're walking down the street late at night. Here comes a group of individuals, guy, gals, whatever, mix, who, who knows? Makes no difference. But you're by yourself and you just, you know, your spidey senses are tingling and you're just like, something's not right. And you walk across the street and you continue on your way. Now, was something going to happen to you? Were you going to get jumped? Were they going to take your wallet or your purse or hit you over the head and take your phone? Probably not. But I have always explained to people, I've always told people, when it comes to situations like that, always trust your gut. You know, that little, I don't know, people say, oh, it's a little birdie sitting on your shoulder. But if you're catching a bad vibe from something, like walking down the street, you just move to the other side of the street. Um, you know, I can sit in a restaurant or, or in a crowd at a ball game or whatever and just people watch. Everybody loves to people watch. And you just kind of, you know, catch yourself kind of um, daydreaming a little bit and hear conversations between two people, a man and a woman. It makes no difference. People talking. You know, someone's always uh, uh commanding the conversation, talking over people and stuff like that. You just kind of get, oh, is this, you know, is this guy like a successful businessman? Does he always have to be heard all the time? Is he a bully? You know, was he, was he being bullied growing up? But I think it's important just to have that, that, that general sense of situational awareness. Now, me walking across the street or turning or going back in the house or whatever it happens to be, you know, when I, you know, when I, I, I just get that bad vibe, has that saved me from potentially harm or being robbed or whatever? Well, I would fathom to say that the answer is yes. You never know how many times I have removed myself from a potential dangerous situation. You know, road rage going down the road, people driving all crazy, slamming on brakes. Well, I'm the guy that's just going to go ahead and... Um, 
you know, back all the way out in traffic, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to stay away from this kind of situation because I don't want to get caught up in something like that. I really, really don't. So it's a situation where I'm just going to pull back and let those people do what they want to do. Okay, changing gears again. And like the last week or so when I was getting over COVID and stuff, there's all these thoughts that were rambling around in my head going, well, do I want to talk about, you know, um, power? You know, you know, when there's a situation where, you know, you're prepping, um, you need to worry about food, water, shelter, and then some sort of power, electricity, be able to, you know, power whatever you have or wherever you're going to be, that sort of thing. So, you know, I kept thinking about all these sorts of things. And then I'm like, well, let me just try to cover, you know, three things here, you know, kind of, kind of quickly. And then we'll, we'll go ahead and call it a day for this week. But sorry. So we talked about, uh, the price of natural gas, talked a little bit about situational awareness. And, um, I want to tell you what I've been doing the last, mm, last couple three weeks, as far as my preps, um, did a Costco run yesterday, and let me pull up my receipt real quick, and I'll run by a few things that I, and it's gone. Okay, can't find my receipt. So anyway, I picked up the usual. I picked up the tuna in a can, the chicken breast in a can, another five-pound uh, container of honey that has not gone up in price. It's been about a month, a little over a month. Um, a couple articles of clothing, but that, you know, that doesn't really count towards the prepping part. Um, picked up some tomato sauce. Uh, I haven't really looked much into the, the tomato famine or whatever you want to call it out West. I haven't seen the prices jump in tomato sauce, tomato paste, tomato juice yet, but still picked up, uh, they had a pretty good sale. I think it was ragu, three large containers for like six bucks. Going to go ahead and freeze dry that. Uh, some of the uh, recipes that we're making, uh, some soups and stews that we're going to vacuum seal into jars. You just add hot water, boom, there's your there's your meal. Some of those are actually calling for um, uh, tomato sauce. So it's powdered and, and that sort of thing. You drop that in there. Be interesting to see how the freeze dryer hands that because handles that because that is absolutely a tray full of liquid. Normally, you know, you you oh, let's say the eggs. Um, I freeze dried four trays of eggs. I really need to track how many eggs that is, but it's a whole lot of eggs. I think it was like 18 or 19 hours to turn frozen raw eggs into a powder that I then put into a vacuum, uh, a vacuum bag or a plastic bag and then sealed that up. Oh, Costco picked up a 50 pound bag of the generic Kirkland rice. Uh, very inexpensive. Picked up a couple food-grade buckets and their version of Gamma Lids at Home Depot. Very good price. The ones at Lowe's were actually 2 and $3 more per the bucket, but a dollar less for the lid. So it comes out, you're saving a couple bucks there at Home Depot for those. Um, so we got the eggs into a powder. I'm going to do the, um, the tomato sauce sometime this week, maybe tomorrow. And I got the rice. Um, and I have a lot of rice that is... Uh, vacuum sealed in mason jars in the largemouth quart mason jars. And that's cool because um, I really need to actually dive in and see how much, how many cups of rice that is or how much a quart mason jar, how much rice that makes. So I can then divide it out and be like, okay, every mason jar can make however many servings of rice to go with whatever. Same with the beans. 
a mason jar of beans makes how much you know servings and then you know what can you pair that with so you know if i'm feeding I don't know, a handful of people, if I take out a mason jar full of rice and a mason jar full of beans and I cook those up, is that enough beans and rice for four people? I have no idea. I really need to, uh, to look at the recipes on the back of the boxes. You know, one cup of whatever makes, you know, however many servings. Um, and, I, and I think what I'm going to do is start storing more things in bulk. With the food-grade uh, five-gallon buckets, 30 pounds of rice fits into a five-gallon food-grade bucket. So I have 50 pounds. So I got a 30 and I got a 20. Um, I did not get like a two-and-a-half-gallon, or is it a two? A two-gallon bucket. Did not get that. Got the two-five. So I probably might need to grab another bag uh, from Costco not next weekend, the weekend after. And then, let's see, that'd be three, three, uh, three times, three, yeah, 90. So there's 90. And then the other 10 pounds, maybe I'll just, uh, I'll just drop into mason jars or large Mylar bags or large uh, vacuum seal bags. So I'm thinking about going uh, that route. Now, with that rice, uh, I'm going to uh, cut it open on the top. I'm going to put it inside my freezer for four days. That is going to kill any bugs, any eggs, any weevil. We is it weevils? Weevils? Weevils. Now, weevils are the toys. Weevils wobble and they don't fall down. I had those as a kid, but I think weevils um, are the little eggy things that are kind of hanging around, and they hatch eventually. So you drop it in your freezer, four days, kills everything, take it out, and go ahead and, you know, and cover it you know, so nothing else gets into it, and then give it at least four days to make sure all of the moisture is out and it is away from from the rice. At that point, drop it in your uh, your Mylar bag. Your, well, you don't have to, but I'm going to put it in a five-gallon Mylar bag, and I'm going to drop that in the bucket. I'm going to go ahead and put in, I think it's a 1,000 cc oxygen absorber, um, and then go ahead and seal that up. So now I've killed all the bugs that may be in there. I'm going to put the oxygen absorber to uh, take away the oxygen. So in the event something is in there, there's not going to be an oxygen. It'll be an oxygen-free environment. And then obviously that person or that person, geez, I hope there's nobody in my five-gallon bucket. Those bugs will end, up, uh, will end up dying. And then you put the gamma lid on and you seal it nice and tight. Put the date on it, what it is, how much it is, and then stick it in your closet. So I'm also thinking about doing that with lentils, uh, barley, um, and beans. But I can't find 50-pound bags of barley, beans, lentils, anything like that here in Central Virginia. A lot of the Costco's and price clubs out west have those, so I probably need to do some digging online. If anybody happens to know where I can get, you know, beans, barley, lentils, uh, that sort of thing in bulk, 40, 50 pounds, please let me know. All right, folks, uh, practicalpreppodcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, I'm glad to be back uh, with a normal voice and uh, not laying uh, what I consider to be my deathbed and my lazy boy, you know, uh, binge watching YouTube channels and uh, and uh, listening to audio books. So anyway, hey everybody, thanks for joining. Uh, this has been the Common Sense Practical Prod Podcast or a Podcast Podcast Episode Ten, and we're going to call this a grab bag. So Episode Ten is grab bag, and as usual, stay safe, take care of one another, and until next time.